Welcome to the Better Sundays podcast, focused, practical, and usable advice for church leaders looking to reach new young families and impact their community. Greetings, 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 one and all. This is Mike here in studio at the Better Sundays podcast. So good to have you on board. A uh, little different start here today to this one. We are focusing on a actual review of a church. We spend a lot of time uh, recently uh, diving into some things at a particular local church. And so we're, uh, we know how much that the practical stuff helps, uh, helps us all grow and we kind of hear how it works and we get to watch it in, in action. So this is some review that I did from a church. Uh, we'll uh, be hear all about it and kind of what is actually happening in a local church uh, just right now, kind of post-COVID type of uh, era. And uh, so I'm just going to turn this over to myself and let me talk. Uh, <laughs> and uh, this is recorded a little bit different place, uh, but it's good to have you here as always. Uh, if this is helpful to you, uh, please uh, do us a favor and uh, share it with uh, somebody. Hit the share button there and send it with somebody, or uh, leave us a review there on your uh, app, however uh, you do that, if it's an Android or uh, Apple podcast. But uh, thank you so much. So without further ado, here's me. Um, we're excited today because we're doing a different kind of podcast. We've been talking about strategy here for so long and and uh, going to continue. We've got some more strategy statements, but we thought we'd take a break and actually do something I've been wanting to do for a long time, which is a review podcast. And uh, this is going to be a review of a specific church's uh, entire children's kind of system uh, and their, their idea of reaching young families. So I want to tell you a little bit about that. Uh, we're going to change the names to protect the innocent. You know how that is. And actually, there's really no criticism here. I just, there are a lot of people and I wouldn't want to mention their names without their permission and it would take too long to get permission from everybody. Um, but we did have a, a great review uh, summit, what we call a Reach Keep Summit uh, recently, and I want to share with you just exactly how that works and some of the results and some of the sort of the gaps and stuff in the church uh, that were there. So um, this is for our academy people. I really wanted to just kind of talk to the academy people specifically, um, so I thought I'd record this, and then also then I got thought, you know, this would be a good thing to put on the podcast, and uh, just in general, for all you folks that listen to the podcast could get a chance to, uh, to listen to this as well, and uh, you might be able to glean something from it that will help in your local church situation. So um, we have a, uh, a situation like we like to do for our academy churches, the people that are in our academy, uh, is go out to their church, and this is me physically showing up on site and doing some teaching training and some interviews and some review and some analysis uh, to kind of help you figure out where you're at uh, in your quest, shall we say, uh, to reach out and bring in new new people, especially, specifically what we focus on, new young families, uh, to bring them into your church and uh, what it takes and what are some of the changes. So uh, we had a, a great meeting, uh, like say, a kinda, it's, we're just going to call it like XYZ Baptist Church. Uh, it was an independent Baptist church uh, that we're with, and that's kind of what I am, so I fit well uh, with that. Uh, we'll call him Pastor Ben. He's a great guy and is actually uh, probably listening to this as well. Um, and he's uh, uh, one of our uh, Academy guys. Um, but he called and said, hey, I've got just a tremendous situation here starting to really 
come out of COVID and we got really some positive things, we, we just really would like to get a shot in the arm and get some evaluation and kind of move forward and see what we can do to, uh, you know, to, to kind of light up the fire, to kind of get things going, to kind of revamp and resettle our people and kind of get them going the right direction uh, in concerning the reaching young family aspect of it. And, uh, you know, once you come out and do some uh, some teacher training, uh, we did have, on, during the teacher training, we also uh, like to invite some pastors from some of the other community uh area there some other uh, friends of this pastor came so we did have some uh, pastors from uh, some other uh, churches uh, within an hour or so away um, so all of that is kind of what happened and this was really a full weekend like I arrived on Friday and left Saturday night or Sunday night late uh, is when I left so let me just kind of give you the outline of the formats or where we went and what we do on a reach keep summit and again these are available for our Academy students, and some of you guys are like overseas, so this is not coming easy. And uh, some of you are far, far away from uh, where I live, and so it's not easy. But there are some of you that we're definitely talking about doing this type of thing. It's more than just coming in and you know preaching for a service or you know firing up the folks for one service. Um, Reachkeep, as you can tell, and as you know, it's sort of a. Uh, it really kind of changes your DNA. It kind of gets your DNA kind of uh, reset the right way for this quest of of reaching out and bringing in new new young people. In fact, I was talking to a guy today about um, reaching new people and. It's not like we're trying to reach new people of our denomination. It's like we're trying to reach pagans. I mean, we're trying to reach people that don't know the Lord. That's that's the goal. That's the main goal. Um, you know, to bring in folks from your denomination or your your stripe or whatever. Just make sure they read your doctrinal statement and you're friendly to them. And they'll probably, uh, if they live nearby, they'll probably come and join and get involved. Uh, that's pretty easy to reach out to people who are brand new don't know anything about Christianity uh, or very little or was maybe raised, you know, Catholic or LDS or, you know, some type of mainline uh, denominational thing. And they are looking for a relationship with the Lord. They're looking for trying to figure out what to do with their kids. This is what the Academy is all about, is helping helping with that. So um, here's a scoop. I arrived Friday night. Uh, there was no speaking or anything till Saturday. Uh, but I arrived Friday night, kind of scope out the... Uh, uh, the facilities where I was going to be speaking, I wanted to see kind of, you know, how close I'd be and where were, how many chairs and if we had a whiteboard and, you know, those, those type of things. Also, I arrived uh, probably a couple hours early and drove the entire town and located some of the parks and found the elementary schools and, and uh, sat in the Walmart parking lot for a while and watched two or three churches worth of people uh, walk in and out. Uh, but all that was on Friday. On Saturday, we started actually fairly light schedule on Saturday uh, in regards to speaking. Um, I did three different sessions in the morning that were all kind of dedicated towards uh, and not like running better youth activities or teaching a better preschool or junior church, but the philosophy of uh, that you find in Reach Keep and uh, some of the kid essentials, as we call them, uh, you know, letting parents, helping parents parent and, uh, you know, getting that second voice out to everybody and, you know, creating the friendships and, uh, you know, effective instruction. So that took up the entire morning. Uh, then at lunchtime, sat down and talked with a uh, one of the you know primary families that runs a big chunk of the 
of uh, the youth ministry, children's ministry, and that was really good. Um, and then at two o'clock had a kind of an evaluation uh, with the pastor himself. We sat down and kind of went through some things. Um, and then I think that afternoon we did uh, another meeting where we focused specifically on teacher training. And then we did a, another meeting with another family, about a three hour meeting uh, over supper, kind of going through the entire um, situation. I asked a lot of questions about how families come in and do they come back and how to get them back and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And uh, so I had a lot of time to ask questions and a lot of liberty uh, to do that. And by the way, this church just is unified. They're on the same page, going in the right direction. It was great. There was no disharmony. There was no like, oh, the pastor's all wet here, you know, that kind of a thing. Uh, it was just like, hey, we're we're all going the right direction. We got good leadership, and we want to do our part and where we lead. And but we need to make sure we all are going the same page. And they asked quite a few questions of about the things we talked about. Um, the next morning, really got to spend uh, doing something that I love to do. And it was like on my Sunday morning. Well, actually, I taught a class Sunday morning early to all the men of the church, and before even the first Sunday school class. Then during the kind of what you would call Sunday school church time, that entire time, I was just roaming around, taking notes, uh, poking my nose into all the little nooks and crannies and kind of seeing what was going on, asking a lot of questions about how they process visitors and if new people came, you know, how do they check in and, uh, you know, a lot of things along that line. Um, then I think I had an afternoon, another meeting that afternoon, another evaluation meeting uh, with the senior staff. We went through a lot of different things. And then that evening I spoke kind of the main, sort of a keynote type message um, and sort of wrapped things up. Then we, you know, chatted a little bit afterwards and then I was uh, on my way out of there. Um, We have since been in communication, you know, by email and stuff and they made plans to have some follow-up meetings and kind of tackle some of the different things. So what I want to do here is kind of let you know how that worked. And then I want to give you a little bit of the review that was there. And again, the problems that they had um, are ones that hopefully you can have too. Some of them were growing pain issues. So uh, I thought we'd just talk a little bit about that for a few minutes here. So anyway, let's see. Uh, we're zipping along. Yeah, we're just few, we're, we're, this can be longer than normal podcasts. So some of you people listen to these like on your way to work in seven minutes or whatever. This one's going to take you uh, twice that long at least. Um, probably the, one of the, the first and the, the bigger problems that they had um, had to do with sort of growing pain type of a problem. They had a lot of kids in a junior church that was growing well, which is a very positive thing, but they didn't have enough teachers. Okay, so they, the room was basically full. Now, the, the numbers basically that were there, I'll kind of give these to you. They had, um, and I'm going to round these off just to make it easy. They had approximately 30 uh, kids and they had uh, two teachers. Okay, so that's like a 1 to 15 ratio. Um, and ratios is something very important if you're going to reach new young families. The reason why is if you're going to reach new young families, they are in all likelihood coming out of the public school system where ratios are very very important and uh, many of our classrooms you know have a uh, besides a regular teacher have a para there's also another adult in there uh, which is you know considered uh, like a a special ed or an ADHD teacher kind of helping uh, some kids along. So there's a lot of that that goes on. So the ratios are important. So we end up with a situation where your ratios don't look good. Um, there is a, uh, 
uh, a tendency for red flags to kind of go up. And 1 to 15 is not super bad, okay? But I asked the, 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 one of the guys, the guy that was there, and it was his wife that taught, that, and they, I was in on their class later, and they did an excellent job teaching. I said, so what do you do if the kid has to go to the bathroom? He says, well, I walk them over by the bathroom, and I stay outside while they go in the bathroom, and, you know, some of that. And that's a thing you'll need to make sure you know how to do what you do with the bathroom. If, like, say, if you walk a kid to the bathroom, you usually let them go in on their own, depending on how old they are. Uh, you know, grade school can go to the bathroom on their own. But if, like, three boys go to the bathroom, you better be going in there, uh, you know, make sure things are, you know, uh, didn't turn into a soap fight or something. So anyway, he said, well, I just take them to the bathroom and I stand out there and watch. And I said, okay, so now your class is instead of one to, you know, one to 15, now you're one to 29. Okay. So in other words, the ratios get messed up based on emergencies. And that is something that we all need to pay attention to and be trained well to deal with emergencies and things along that line that we don't get our ratios out of whack. And if someone has to take someone to a bathroom, which is a fairly common occurrence, or if someone were to get sick, you can suddenly be overwhelmed and not have enough people there. So we talked about um, the shortage of volunteers and the idea of some ways to get volunteers in there to kind of help. And the immediate answer was, you know, let's see if we can get, you know, one of your mature teenagers to come in there during that junior church time and at least be another kind of stable voice in there. I gave them some other suggestions on how to recruit volunteers, and that's kind of a little bit beyond the scope of where I want to go with this today. Um, but uh, you've got to get more volunteers, and you've got to have, make sure your uh, ratios are, are right. So uh, another uh, issue that they had at the church here, um, and this is, again, sort of the same big growing problem, and we've got a bunch of kids here and not too many there. It's sort of what we call a breakdown, a class breakdown issue, and it would be like if you had two classrooms, like say you ran two Sunday school classes, for example, and you had 30 in one class and you had seven in the other, okay, the 30 people are being overwhelmed and having issues that have to do with too many people, and the seven could probably go up a little bit. And so sometimes you have to figure out your class breakdowns. And in many churches, um, we, we see this where there's a, you know, you're in the nursery till this age, and then you go to this class, and then you go to this class, and this class. And let me say something, those, while those may be traditional dates and ages, you know, when a person goes into the youth group or when they become a teenager, and technically a teenager is from 12 to 13, but a lot of teen groups start earlier because of the middle school, high school situation. And so all of that is kind of complicated. And don't be afraid to work with your teachers and say, you know what, let's move, you know, let's split this a little different. We've had times when, when the ages were kind of whacked out and we had way too many little kids and not enough older kids. And a couple of the teachers were hardly doing anything and the other ones were overwhelmed. So we like split that class and went girl boy. When we went girl boy, it came out almost 50-50. And so then we had some people teaching a boys class and some people teaching a girls class. So there are a lot of solutions to that problem. And most of it depends on your, your people. So if you have enough volunteers and teachers, you can do a lot of different things. But don't be afraid to change things up. I will make one kind of general uh, observation that we have found to be true. And that is if you stick with kind of where the public school divides things, um, 
that's, that tends to work good for reaching young families. And this is especially true in the middle school teen department, junior high thing. Some churches would have a junior high department, which would be like seventh and eighth grade. And then their high school is 9, 10, 11, 12. And, and that might be the way they've done it for a long time, but the public school has shifted to the middle school pattern, which is generally speaking six, seven, and eight in a middle school and nine, 10, 11, 12 in a high school. If you can align yourself, and I hate to say align yourself with the world, that's not quite the right word here, but you know what I'm saying. If you can kind of be aligned, then these kids are going into with kids they're familiar with. And believe me, familiarity is a huge plus when you're trying to keep families. If they're coming in and they know somebody in their class, uh, that works well. Also kind of the K and pre-K thing, it can be kind of the same in that lower age. But those kids are a little bit uh, more flexible. Um, pulling kids out of the nursery, some nurseries go all the way through four and they do nothing in there uh, but just play. Um, you can pull some of those kids out if you have enough volunteers and have like a three and four year old class and then you can move into like a, you know, K uh, through, you know, fifth grade, or you can put the first graders in with the three, four, three, four and first grade, you know, something like that. You can, you can do that. So there's a lot of issues and they had some issues there too, which those will probably be settled as the volunteers kind of settle in. Don't be afraid to change is what I'm saying. You might just say, Hey, it's summertime. We're going to change for the summer. There's no problem with doing that. The last problem they had was what we would kind of call a data capture problem. There's an important aspect of reaching new young families, and that is communicating that with them, you know, after they've been to church and, you know, sending them texts or emails or visiting them. Or There's a lot of different things that you can do once you have some data and start to re create a relationship with them, um, you know, through conversations or emails and such. Um, so you want to be able to capture some of that. And like a lot of churches, uh, we have a visitor's card, which adults, you know, uh, are supposed to fill out. Uh, and then uh, sometimes in the children's program, there's very little, um, uh, you know, data capture. So here, here's kind of what we suggested. In fact, they they were capturing information at their nursery and getting a phone number so they could kind of buzz the parents if there was a problem in the nursery. The, the middle, uh, or not middle, but kind of the uh, grade school area, um, they had, a, I believe, a little piece of paper, and they're trying to get some information about the kids. And then the adults, uh, of course, standard, um, hey, all our visitors, we got a little visitor pack for you. Here's a you know, here's something that works, uh, you know, please fill it out and throw it in the box when you're done or whatever, throw it in the offering plate. Um, we got something special for you. There's, there's a lot of ways to kind of handle, handle that. Um, none of those are really working very well. Let me kind of start with the adults and kind of go backwards. Um, if you're if pastor in church for any length of time, you know that visitors don't fill out visitor cards with real regularity. Um, there's a reason, and that's some, because lots of times when people are visiting a church, they're, they're looking for anonymity. They're looking to kind of check it out. They don't want necessarily a conversation. Now, if they are denominational people with your group already, you know, they're like, yeah, call me, Pastor. Let's talk. And, you know, because they, 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 they're looking for a church like that. But unchurched families, okay, these new young families, are not, you know, interested in, in doing that. So you'll have a low percentage of them filling out those cards, but yet you still want to get that information. Now, we, the way we solve that, a lot of that, 
uh, here is by using a connection card system, and it's become kind of the lifeblood of our church in, in many, many ways. And you can, you can look into that. We have a connection card guide on our website at reachkeep.com on the sidebar, uh, almost on all the pages. You can uh, get the connection card guide and kind of help you. And we've done several podcasts and webinars on this topic. The uh, moving down the system, they, high school and junior high, uh, as far as I know, there was no capture, and there's almost always that's the case um, because teenagers know each other, and it's like, oh, that's little Billy or Jimmy that lives over there, or, you know, Bobby, he's in my class, you know, he runs track with me, or, you know, they, they know each other. And again, capture is not, data capture is not a big issue in a small church because you just don't have it. But when you start to get visitor after visitor after visitor, and they start coming, you're going to want to follow up on these people. In fact, it is much better to follow up on what we would call a, a warm lead, somebody who's been to church than it is to just go, you know, knock on a random door, you know, somewhere. Uh, you're going to get a lot further because you just already have things in common. They, you can ask them, you know, where they're from and how they like the sermon and, you know, those type of things, and you can really, you know, work towards, you know, developing them spiritually um, when you visit that way. But you've got to have the info. Teens, middle school, usually don't grab that. In the elementary age school is really where you want to grab a lot of it and where you can get a lot because you're going to have a card. And, and we, have, we teach about this in the Reaching, Online, uh, Reaching Young Families Online class, get that straight, um, in the children's portion on how to register kids. Um, you're going to want all sorts of information from them. And you're going to want to get you know, if they're gluten-free and if they have food allergies and if they have any other allergies and if they have their bee sting kit along with them. I mean, there's all sorts of reasons that parents are very, very uh, excited, uh, or not excited, but, you know, willing to give their information out is because they're looking at you as being concerned and you're being security-minded. The reason adults don't give their information out in the church is because they're looking at you with a, a kind of marketing mind. They're thinking that you are marketing-minded and want to give them stuff and come visit them. When you have them, you get information from their children, they're looking at you as being concerned for their children. So it's a different viewpoint. And believe me, if you're concerned for their children, the old saying, we've said it many times, people love people who love kids you'll go a long ways if you're concerned about the children and really if they have any allergies and some of that. And then, of course, you get their, their data information as far as contact and you know, phone numbers and things so you can be in, in touch with them. Uh, so you can capture all that at the elementary age better than any single age. In the nursery, uh, what they were doing there was capturing a phone number just so they could uh, you know, ring them if there was a problem. And in the nursery, you can also get that data. Now, what we recommend is when someone first checks in, you don't want to say, here, fill out this four-page form before your kid can come in our class. So we've kind of condensed everything down to a piece of cardstock, a single piece, kind of a eight-and-a-half by five-and-a-half cardstock uh, type thing that we use. And it has all, almost all that data information on it. We use the same format cardstock across all of our ages. So we're getting kind of the same, basically, information from everybody. 
And that's what we're recommending for this church, and that's really what we recommend for, for all churches. And that's another podcast and a webinar, actually, that we need to dive deep into. We've, uh, we've, we've talked a lot about it, but we haven't uh, been down that trail real deep-like. So um, anyway, so those are kind of what was going on. We had some great review with the people. When I left, it felt like I was leaving home. I mean, it was just some sweet folks and some sweet evaluation. Um, they have had meetings since I've left, and are making steps forward and doing um, doing what needs to be done and so that's all a real just a real positive uh, just a real positive thing so um, hey that's it that's the reach keep summit if you're interested in one of those you can uh, um, learn how to be an academy member be watching for the next time we open up the academy uh, we'll probably do that sometime after Easter uh, we kind of take new people in and spurts so we can kind of talk to you and don't get over overloaded if you are an academy member currently um, you can give me a call or you, you know how to do that uh, you should have my information there um, and shoot shoot me a text and we can talk about these things much more specifically and in depth and help you out but uh, that's what was going on at xyz baptist church and uh, all went well it was great love to help you as well uh can only be in one place at a time unfortunately so that's how life goes so anyway uh from those of us here at reach keep and uh, by the way our friend tanum that you know that co-hosts our podcasts and does a lot of work with me especially on the webinars uh, he is in the hospital again um, with the blood flow issues in his leg, kind of related to diabetic condition and, and uh, bad habits over the years. So I'll be praying for him. He's pretty discouraged uh, right now. As you know, he had to have a, a part of his foot amputated at one time, and this is now the other leg. So it is a big concern. So I want you to be uh, praying for our friend Tanum. Uh, again, thank you for coming to the Better Sunday Podcast. If this was helpful to you, then then please uh, send a link to somebody else and let them know uh, that you found something helpful. And if you're interested in a lot of these things that we taught at the at this Reach Keep Summit, a lot of it is what we taught here in our first, you know, probably 21, 22 podcasts there. Um, we go, went through some of these, what we call the tangibles, the practical things, the family solutions and the relationships and the whole atmosphere thing. All of that is super important, and it's all right here on your smartphone. So anyway, God bless you. Thanks so much for being with us, and we will uh, catch up with you later. Thanks. Bye.